welcome to another episode of Arte Labore, a Blackburn Rovers podcast from the Lancashire Telegraph. With the international break in full swing, no Blackburn Rovers reaction to bring you this weekend. However, we have got a special interview with Rudy Gestead. I spoke to Rudy last month uh, in a, a piece that you'll have read already on in the Lancashire Telegraph and online. But I always think it's nice to put these interviews out in full on the podcast feed a little bit later. So you can get a real sense of the person and how the chat went. Because there's always a lot of good stuff that doesn't quite make it into the final cut that is still really interesting for fans to listen to. So without further ado, here is my conversation with former Blackburn Rover striker, Rudy Gestead. Rudy, thank you so much for for joining me. Um, Obviously, it's great to speak to you about your Blackburn Rovers career and you're a very popular figure still around Ewood Park. You obviously came into English football at Cardiff. How was that adaptation for period for you and and what was the big difference in the championship to to where you played elsewhere? It was a big change for me. Uh, New language, new country, um, new way of uh, living, new way of playing football. Uh, the mentality was completely different. I came to a club where there was non-French speaker, so I had to adapt quickly. When I, I remember when I go back to when I was back to the house, sometimes after training, in my head it was just like fuming because I had to be concentrated to uh, listen in English and uh, focus in training to understand the, the exercise and everything. Uh, so it was a big change for me, big change for me and my wife. So we went together there and. Uh, uh, we took uh, probably like a few months to uh, to feel comfortable and to be able to understand everything, not speaking very well, but to understand most of the the, the rules or the, the, the talking by the coach and uh, to be uh, like comfortable with the team. Is that something that perhaps goes under the radar when people are moving across country, the, the adaptation period off the pitch as well as on it? Yes, I think the, the club... Uh, should be should do better about it. Uh, when I came to Blackburn, it was much better than uh, than few other clubs I went. Uh, but some clubs they just like don't take care of it, and uh, then after they, they are surprised that the player doesn't perform. But uh, they should look after him outside of pitch, him, his wife, his kids, to make sure he feel comfortable, like uh, as soon as possible to uh, to be able to to play and uh, perform on the pitch. So it's a big part of it. Uh, some clubs should should do better. The club. I went. Uh, I cannot talk about the other clubs, but uh, sometimes when you realize ah, he's not doing well when it's a foreigner, it's not just he didn't he didn't lose his football. The guy came, they booked him for twenty, thirty millions. He didn't lose his football. Probably a, a problem in the outside environment. No, that makes total sense. Obviously, you, you joined Rovers on loan initially. From when you first joined, did you sense that it was the sort of environment where you thought you could play your best football and somewhere that, that could obviously become a permanent stay for you? Yeah, I was living in the Premier League with Cardiff to come to Blackburn. So I remember like going there on the evening, having a discussion with Gary Breuer and, and his team. Uh, they were explaining to me how they wanted me, they wanted me to fit the team and how they wanted to play and the plans they had for, for Rovers. And uh, I booked into it. You know, the, the, the energy was great. And I thought that was coming in the right environment for me to give a um, a boost to my career. And uh, I wasn't wrong. Uh, so I, I was pleased to come. And uh, after after a few, few weeks, I felt very comfortable. Obviously, my English was better. I was able to communicate with the team, and uh, which make which make it uh, easier to perform on the pitch also. 
Um, so I was pleased. The quality of the player was amazing. All like young players, uh, hungry, ready to uh, to uh, get uh, to make a mark in the English football. So that was great. How much? How important was Gary Bowyer in terms of that decision to to come to Rovers initially on loan? It was like probably fifty percent of it. You know, uh, obviously I knew about Blackburn Rovers. It's a always it's still a brand. You know, in football, English football. Um, and then I was pleased with what he said because he, he knew me as a player. He was uh, very interested to understand me as a as a man and my family. I just had a, a young kid, so it was important for me to come and be able to to uh, to have the right environment. And he had an amazing team with uh, Craig Shorty, um, Terry, um, and uh, the, the, the full squad was good, you know. Um, it was perfect, perfect time for me. You spoke a little bit a minute ago about some of the young players that obviously were at the club, and the club's pretty famous for the academy it's got. Was that pretty obvious to you coming in straight away? Yes, yes. At this time, the academy wasn't that strong as we can see now. You know, it was less player from the academy playing with the first team. Uh, but he, Gary Boyer took like um, um, young players, not in the radar. But you can see the, the potential of it of them. Mm. You've got Tom Kearney, Ben Marshall, Corey Evans, um, Grant Hanley at the back, uh, Steely in the goals. Uh, we had like Marcus Olsen on the left. Then we have players with more experience, luckily Williamson, able to, uh, you know, when we needed to uh, to uh, to use his leadership. Uh, Jordan Rhodes, obviously, like top, amazing uh, goal scorer. So we are like a young team uh, for this time in the championship. Because usually at this time when I first came, the championship age was a bit higher than this, um, so it was it was able to put the team together with a uh, probably like good potential, and you can see that after this season, after those two seasons, that we all went in good clubs. After you joined initially on loan, was it a pretty straightforward decision for you to to make that move permanent? Yes, obviously. For me, it was important to play week in, week out, and he gave me this chance. So, uh, for the the progression of my career, it was like the the normal uh, uh, following. Why Why do you think it clicked so well for you at Blackburn, particularly in terms of goal scoring? Because if you look throughout the course of your career, that that was the best goals to game sort of ratio that you you had throughout your career. What What was it about Blackburn and the setup there that that made it so perfect for you? It was the it's the only time when I went to a club that uh, I had the same manager for one and a half year. So obviously, when you've got the same manager, you are able to perform and he trusts you. So I was playing every week. Uh, I had the trust for, of my my partner, and we know each other. We had a, a perfect plan, you know. We knew we had to put the ball in the box, around the box. You know, either Jordan Rhodes, either me. It's going to be at the end of it, and. When we needed some pace, uh, Josh King was doing his his, his part also. So uh, we had like uh, we had the plan to follow, and uh, it works. Not as much as we we love. We probably uh, would have loved, but uh, obviously we didn't uh, get to the playoff, and it was a, a failure for us because I think we had everything uh, to make it, and probably uh, then fight for the promotion. Yeah, when you speak about some of the names that were in that team. Do you think it was a team that really should have been in the top six? Yes, because when when you when you see who went up this year, uh, I think Watford went up, 
And uh, when we play against them, we we, we had nothing to uh, to fear of. Uh, you know, we I think we won or we drew both games, or we won one and we drew the second one. But you know, we we were better than them. I think overall, but we missed a few few games with a few points. I remember the the Yovil game at home where we should have won. We drew and after this game it was like uh, difficult. We we had to wait on other results to get to the playoffs. So when you don't have the the power in your hands, it it makes it more difficult and the, the, the willingness or the, the focus is a bit different then. It sounds really strange when you've just said a minute ago that it was the only time in your career you've had the same manager in back to back seasons. It just shows how crazy the, the managerial merry-go-round is and, and even more so at the minute with how many changes I think 18 of the 24 championship teams changed their manager last season some yeah. more than once how important is that stability for a player as you've just said yourself it's key it's key for the players for the team for the club if you if you if you if you check the best club in the world um, the manager is in position for more than a year two years three years uh, Liverpool Man City obviously uh, Tottenham is struggling because now they just change managers. But before it, you know, they are like quite a uh, stable manager when Pochettino was doing well. Um, Chelsea is struggling because they change managers. So uh, Man United is changing now. It's getting better because they give more more time to uh, Ten. Uh, what's his name? Ten Hag or something like this. Yeah, um, it's key. It's key. Um, I like the clubs uh, like Brentford, like uh, Brighton, because they realize it, and that's why they are performing and doing well. West Ham is doing well also because Moyes is in position for a while now. Um, you can; it's easy to realize. That's why I'm, I'm struggling to understand why clubs are ch- keep changing manager after a few bad results. Because at the first place, when you appointed the manager, you thought he was doing well, you thought he was the right fit for the club, but after five games, you sack him. So, is it this fault or is it the Recruitment fault or is it the the, the, the executive board fault? I don't think so. Blackburn is doing is doing well now because they stick with the same manager for a while. Then when they change, they stick with the same manager for a while. That's why I think they're going to perform this year, and I think uh, the Premier League promotion is going to be close on the next few seasons. Just going back to when you were playing in, in that team, do you think part of the reason you thrived was because you had people like Craig Conway on one side, Ben Marshall on the other, people who were more natural wingers compared to what you might see in today's game where they play inverted on the opposite foot and, and the, the plan basically was to get the ball to you and Jordan Rhodes and give you the service to score goals? Yes, when you are in the team, I think everybody is in has to be at the right place at the right time. If you need the striker to score, you need to feed him in the box. Now, if you got wingers willing to score more goals than the striker, you're struggling. Mm. You know, you can see that Man City, they've got amazing play on the on the wing. Jack Grealish, then you've got uh, uh, Real Myers when he's playing, you've got uh, like all fantastic players. But they feed the box, they feed the big guy up front, they feed Haaland. Haaland is scoring like 30 plus goals. How many of those goals are tappings or headers or everything is uh, in the box? Most of them, because they know if they want to score goals, you have to feed your strikers. But if they don't trust the strikers, or if the manager don't put the right plan in place or force the team to play like this, they will not score because everybody wants to score goals. So instead of coming inside and passing the ball to Haaland, they will try to shoot or they will try to dribble. And I was playing with Grealish in Aston Villa. His uh, end product was completely different. 
you know, now he knows what he has to do. He's got he's got the right plan. If he's not following this, he's gonna be on the bench next game because Man City is an amazing team. But Villa was a different music. So he, he you need you need to fit the striker. That's simple as that. Just on Jack Jack Grealish as you you bring him up, how, how has it been for you watching his trajectory from someone that you saw come through the academy to, to someone that's now a hundred million pounds footballer playing for England and playing for Manchester City? I had the chance to play with two talented players, like really talented players. The first one was Miralem Cianic, who played for Barcelona, Juventus, mm-hmm. and the second one was Jack Grealish. So you can see straight away at training that he was different than the others. The the only thing was is he able to adapt his game to uh, the top top international level? That's why he did, you know. But you never know how it's gonna it's going to happen. Sometimes I think he had the the chance um, to go down with Villa and to realize that uh, football is going quick and it's a team 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 spirit team effort. Um, and then when he started to uh, uh, change his end product and be there for the team. Uh, I was I was a bit uh, skeptical when I first seen that he had the the captain handband, but to be fair, the, the manager who did it was very clever because he took his responsibility at this time, and that's why he changed his way and he became the a better player. And now, obviously, he's amazing to watch, and uh, and I think he's not done yet. He's got uh, more to to bring on the table, and Pep Guardiola is a fantastic manager who were able to get the best of the player. And uh, for all those guys who are questioning, uh, is Jagrinish uh, the right guy for Man City? I think he he made it clear that he's the right one. And um, obviously now his talent, um, he's like he he's using his talent for the team, and he's just like getting better and better every week. So I'm very pleased for him because uh, he's a top players, and uh, I like to see when top players get to the best club and perform. From Jack Grealish to, to Jordan Rhodes, how, how was it playing up front for him? I imagine it made your job easier as well because defenders wouldn't just be focusing on you in, in your own right. You'd also have him as well. I think we had the, like a f- few games to adapt to each other, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously when you're a goal scorer like Jordan Rhodes, everything you do is focus on the goal. And he used to play uh, up front by, his, by himself. And when I came, we started to play with two strikers. So I think when he realized that I was also probably an asset for him, because when I started to play and bring players on my focus on the the two centre back focus on me, mm. gave him more space. So he was still able to score goals. Uh, I think then we realized that together we were like uh, a strength to each other. We, we were just fantastic. We scored twenty plus goals this season, every, both of us, and uh, so we made we made the job. How much did you did you work on that partnership? Because as you say, it doesn't always come as an instant connection and people don't see on the training pitch the work that you have to do to to get that understanding. It's a communication between each other. You know, Jordan Woods is not someone, he's not a big talker, but he's a very clever guy. So you don't need to talk too much for him to understand uh, how it can work. And you can see straight away on the pitch, obviously it takes a few weeks because then you have to adapt. Everybody will have a few new players. But um, he's a clever guy. When he realized that you can bring a, bring strength to him, to his game, and help, help him to score goals too, he just gonna adapt and uh, play the best game he can. And uh, it's he's a cool guy in the changing room. Um, so you, 
when you when you play with clever players, uh, not selfish, with ego, obviously, because at this at this level, everybody's got ego. Mm. Uh, but when you put your ego um, for the best of the team, um, you can just everything just work. Everything just work because we want the team to win, and you want to perform. So if you bring me the right asset for me to perform even better, why why I'm not using it? Did you prefer playing with a partner generally across your career? Did you find that that easier, or, or did you also, did you like playing up front on your own as well? I just like to be fit in the box, you know. Um, mm. When you play with two strikers, it's probably easier because the focus is not just on you, uh, so it gives you more space in the box when the ball is coming. Um, but at the end, if if you don't get the ball, you can see it after John Rose when he left, he went to uh, Middlesbrough. And uh, the game was just different and he didn't score goals. It's not because he's losing his quality in front of the goal, but if you don't feed him, he cannot score goals. That's that simple. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, you you moved to Aston Villa shortly after. Really big club, hard, hard move to turn down, I'd imagine. What what was going through your mind as those sort of negotiations were ongoing? Um, I was, it, for Villa, it went very quick, uh, but for a while I was in touch with Watford. So we were negotiating with Watford, um, but they were not willing to spend more than 4.5 million mm. on me. Uh, so that's why, like, at this time, was Derek, Derek Shaw, the, the general manager, the GM of the club, and uh, he wasn't uh, satisfied with the offer. Uh, and then my agent just swung and said, listen, we've got Villa willing to pay 6 million, but if they don't accept it, they will go for someone else. So make sure like they've got only one offer to make so uh, we had a few chats with Derek Shaw and uh, we managed to get uh, this agreement and then I went to Villa It must be a really difficult balance because obviously you loved your time at Blackburn but turning down a, a club of the size of Aston Villa I can imagine the finances involved for yourself personally as well were different as well it must be really difficult weighing those those things up Yeah well, when I first joined Blackburn uh, because obviously I was coming from the Prem with Cardiff mm-hmm. With Gary Boyer, it was quite uh, straightforward that I said, if I'm performing, I want to go back to the Prem and I don't want the club to stop me of doing so. So after the first season, the six months when I scored 13 goals, I had a few links, but nothing very concrete. So I said, no, I stay one more year because I want to really establish myself. And then I scored 21 or 20, 22 or something like this. Um and then obviously I had a chat with the, with Gary Boyer and I said, listen, if something is coming uh, in the prem and it's right for me, right for the club and right for my family, uh, I really want to go. He said, I will not keep you here in Blackburn if, if the right the right moments. But then obviously the clubs, you know, they have to think about themselves, which I understand. There is some finance aspect of it. Um, they booked me for a small amount of money from uh, to Cardiff and they sold me for a few millions. Obviously, the, the business was good for them after one and a half year. Uh, but then at one point, when they when they refused to let me go to Watford, um, there is like 10 days between Watford and the, 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 the Villa deal, uh, I said to Derek, listen, okay, Derek, can we talk about a new contract in the club at Blackburn? Because if you don't want to let me go for this price, I don't know if another team, because at, the, at this time, like, you didn't buy player from championship for more than six, seven, eight million, mm. ten million maximum, you know. Um, so I said, Can you talk about a new deal? And he said, uh, So I knew he, he wasn't willing to give me a new deal. Yeah, it was so more about getting more the best money. price rather than exactly desperation. So but I was, I was, 
I was I wasn't desperate to leave because when you're having a good time with good people, you know, you feel comfortable. I f- I felt like home in Blackburn. So uh, the life in Manchester was good, and people around Blackburn because I was I had few contact there, very very nice people. So, uh, but then as the competitor, you want to play the highest level possible, and that's why you know when Villa came, I said, listen, Derek, now we have to find the right deal for for both of us. That makes total sense. What, why do you think? What, what were sort of the main factors why you don't think you you managed to recreate the form you had at Blackburn at, at Villa and, and Middlesbrough as well? So first few first few months, uh, first few months, first few weeks, he was going well for me at uh, Villa. Uh, Tim Sherwood like put me in the box. He had a plan for me. He used to play with big strikers with Adebayo, mm-hmm. and so he, they were feeding me in the box. And I scored, I think, four or five goals, four goals, I think, in eight ten games, which is not bad for a start in the prem. But unfortunately, we were losing games like three, two, four, three, etc., etc. So they sacked him after after ten games. And when uh, Remy Gard came, the French guy came after two days in the building, just like pulled me aside in the, in his office and he said to me, "Listen, I'm not playing with a big guy in front. I prefer a player like who run, uh, who run run behind the line and behind the shoulder." Uh, but I was the top scorer at this time, you know, for the club. So. Um, yeah. I said, I said to him, listen, uh, coach, uh, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to be pissed and not talking to everyone, blah, blah, blah. But if it's not working, the player is going to put uh, as a striker, I will knock you do- I will knock on the door and uh, asking a question because I'm scoring goals and you want mm-hmm. just to put me just for my type of play, which I can understand. You come, the player, uh, Chimcha will sign, try to put them aside a bit, except the French players. Uh, and and then, you know, when you don't play week in, week out, you just come on and you go out, blah, blah, blah. It's difficult to perform, you know. Um, when you're not starting players, it's difficult to be able to have a, an impact in the team. And ex- especially with my type of play, uh, when you, you know, when you're short and sharp, you can adapt straight quickly in a game, like four, five, ten minutes. When you're big like me, you need time to uh, yeah. feel like fit, yeah, much fitness. You need, you need more of a sustained run of games to, to get to your sharpest exactly, level. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I didn't have this chance, so obviously uh, the performance was quite average, medi- mediocre, and uh, it didn't work. Then we, when we got went, then we had uh, like a caretaker for a few games. Then we had uh, another coach, and I think I had 14 managers in two and a half years between Aston Villa and Middlesbrough, which is crazy. So when I went to Borough, also, so we got, we went down with um, with Villa. And then we started championship. I think I scored four or five goals in 11 games in the championship. But I wasn't starting every game because they booked like uh, Jonathan Kodja on big money. They booked a few players. And then Middlesbrough came because they were there for the summer uh, they, uh, already. They wanted me to come uh, and exchange with Jordan Rhodes mm. uh, this time. But uh, Rhodes he wasn't willing to go, obviously, because they just went in the prem. So I went to uh, Middlesbrough in January, 2nd of January. So the deal was made in December. And uh, Karanka got sacked uh, in February or March. So then... You must have been cursing your luck having had Tim Sherwood who bought you just get sacked pretty quickly and then the same happened with Ita Karanka who's just brought you in as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. So then same things, new manager, new manager, new manager. And with my type of play, if I don't fit what you like as a manager, you will not play me because mm. you have to like play this 
type of football for me to perform. Um, and then the manager who came after that wasn't playing with big strikers, uh, Gary Monk, I think. So he broke Brita Sambalonga. Yeah, Ashley Fletcher came also. in as well for big money, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, Fletcher was more playing on the wing than strikers. So it wasn't like it was more um, Brit and Patrick Bamford. But at the start, I, I played I play a bit until I got injured. And then when I got injured, uh, they sacked the manager again. And then Tony Pulis came. And that's it, another it just shows, doesn't it? Really, how important it is to have that stable environment. That's the thing that coming away from this chat, you don't, it just shows, as you said earlier, players don't lose their ability in the goal scoring overnight, but you have to have a manager that firstly believes in you and wants to play to your strengths. And secondly, stability and, and a team that, as I say, is playing, playing to your strengths. Yes, exactly. That's, that's key, as I said. Because um, when you don't play week in, week out, you don't have the stability on the pitch. You, you lose. Confidence, and you lose uh, what I would say. You lose uh, sharpness in your mind. Because at this level, you need to be sharp in your mind. But if you don't train your mind because you don't play, you lose it also. Not the sharpness physically, but the sharpness in your mind on the right decision at the right time. The different, the difference between top players and average players is not especially on the technique. Because when you get to this level, everybody can play football. Some better than the others, obviously. But in general, everybody can play. But that's the ability to make the right decision in a shorter period and constantly. That's the difference between the players in Man City or the players in West Ham or the players in Bournemouth or the players in the Championship. He said it, When you don't play with Henry Cart, you lose it. Sorry. You said earlier that you think Blackburn will have a good season given the fact that obviously they had five years under Tony Mowbray, got back themselves back up. They had the best season last year um, since relegation from the Premier League. How how much do you still follow the club and and how how do you think that things are going at the moment for them? I follow since I when I left I was still following the club you know the special special people and so it's a it's a it's a club who's got special place for me uh, in my heart so I'm still following I think they're going to do well for the next few years because the team the executive team is doing a very good job uh, with stability as we said. Five years, Tony Mowbray, and they picked the right manager. Uh, we can see that they've got the right, the, the young players coming up and doing well, adapting to the team. So that may that shows from the outside because I'm not involved inside the club that they've got a, a real plan and that the plan it starts to work. It's working for a few few seasons, but you know when when you put this. Well, Three years, two seasons they made recently. You can see now the plan is working. Sorry, Are I lost, lost you there. Yeah, all good. Um, so Rudy, obviously you, you retired relatively recently. What what are your plans post retirement? Are you hoping to go into coaching, punditry? What what are your aspirations post football? So I took a bit of time just to uh, think about it. Um, I wanted the break of football for a while. Uh, so I took six, seven months when I stopped completely. Then I reached to Tony Forker, who put uh, like a course together. Um, and I'm I'm doing a CEO of sports organization course in uh, Manchester. Uh, so I'm going in England like every month, two days a month for six months. Uh, my 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 aim is to uh, to um, get to a club and be in the involved in the in the executive direction mm. to be able to uh to uh to to 
to have a say uh, on the organization of the club. Uh, that's why I like and I like to see clubs growing. That's why I was mentioning Brentford and Brighton recently because for me, I, it's it's funny because I said uh, like when they just went up from the championship uh, from the league one to championship, mm. I said to uh, my friend, I said, "You see, Brentford is going to be a, a good club in the prom in the next few years because you can see the stability they had when their manager went get to the job. The one is in position now." He lost his first 11 games or didn't win for 11 games or something like this. Any other club, the manager would have been sacked because they kept him because they had a plan, they had a clear vision, and they, they, they know how to get to reach today. And now you can see it's working. So I would like to find a club where you could um, put this together and have a clear vision and you know have a grow a club and to get to, to the highest level they can reach. That's really good, Rudy. Thank you. I've got a few quick fire questions for you, if that's okay. Um, what was your okay. What was your best moment in a Blackburn Rovers shirt? Um, I would say the goal against Middlesbrough, the last minute goals when we all just run crazy in the in the corner area with the fans. Just this like few seconds uh, pleasure uh, was great, and it happened that I scored the goal too. So. It was it was a good time. If I can, if I have to pick one, I will choose probably this one. Best player that you played with whilst you were at Blackburn. It's difficult to say. I think Tom Kearney was probably one of the best overall. But I, I always I was always saying to Josh King that he was the best striker we had. Even if he wasn't playing, because for me he had the the all the abilities that the modern striker had needed. But that's why I said sometimes when it's not the right time for you, you you don't perform, and it wasn't the right time for Josh King because obviously Jordan and me were scoring goals. But in terms of abilities, I think he was better than us. Who was? What was your favorite game at Ewood Park, or, or the best atmosphere that that you can remember? Uh, I really like the games against. Uh, Swansea, and it's a game I didn't start because I was like probably, a, I think it was the time when Crystal Palace came in January, something like this. Uh, but you know, playing a Premier League team and uh, we won the game in the cup, I prefer was great, so I think it was a good moment. Which teammate would you room with when you went uh, away on away matches? I was by myself. So Do you prefer, is that something understand. you did throughout your career? Yeah, 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 yeah. Quite particular about your, your sleep patterns and things like that? Yeah, just I like to have my time by myself uh, on the evening, just relax and do what I want to do without uh, being interrupted or watched or anything like this. And when you grow, when you get older, you don't want to share your room and everything. You know. So we were staying a while in the coffee area and then everybody was going in the room. Would you prefer? Do you prefer night games or Saturday three pm? Night, under the lights. Yes, I think everyone feels like that. I certainly. It feels like there's a different sort of atmosphere, doesn't there, for night games? It's something yeah, I, it I prefer is. as well. It is. It is. And you know, with the three pm games, you don't have time after lunch to proper proper rest. You know, everything goes quick. Obviously, it's better because you've got your evening. You can rest better. But I like night games here. Favourite away ground in the championship that you visited? 
in championship. Yeah. Ferritore, who was there? When I play West Ham in the championship, obviously he was great. That yeah, still at uh, still Upton Park back then. Yes. It was my first game in the championship too, Upton Park. That must have been a pretty fun. special day for you then. Great, yeah, it was good. One one nil. Excellent. That makes it all the better. You you scored a hat two hat tricks of headers. Which one was better? Uh the one at home against Forest, I think. Forest, yeah. Better. Yeah. Right, thank you so much for your time this morning, Rudy. It's been great to speak to you. The pleasure is all mine.